When we talk about food intake, we usually focus on the kinds of foods we are consuming. And we talk about the carbohydrate, the fat and the protein content of those foods. We know if we eat too many high-carbohydrate or fatty foods, for example, we will start to inevitably gain weight. But more recently, the conversation has shifted from what we eat to include when we eat. And so step forward the subject of intermittent fasting. Now, what is intermittent fasting and what will it do for me, I hear you ask? Well, in this episode, we will find out. Hey there, Matthew Norrie here, the host of the Happy Habit Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things health and well-being, with new episodes coming your way every Monday and Thursday. If you find value in this podcast, please consider subscribing. Intermittent fasting is not a new age diet or a fad dreamt up by social media. It's actually based on science, with our ancestors as real-world examples of people who lived this form of consumption. Well, they had very little choice. If you think about it, cast your imagination back 20,000 years before the advent of agriculture. At that point, humankind had yet to settle in one place, preferring a nomadic lifestyle. As a result, access to food wasn't always guaranteed which led inevitably to periods, sometimes days, of little or no food at all. The beauty of evolution is that the body has the facility to adapt to these fallow periods. It actually does so by reducing the level of metabolism in the body. The heart rate slows and you end up burning fat stores while simultaneously producing higher levels of growth hormone in order to sustain the all-important muscle levels, which would have been important back in the days when you were looking to evade your predators and in turn hunt for your own food. At that point in time, people ate what came their way whenever it came their way. There were no fussy eaters. In prehistoric times, you ate berries, roots, nuts and whatever meat source was unlucky enough to cross your path. But having eaten, you could go a day or two or three without eating another thing. And as it happened, people survived perfectly well. Now fast forward to today and we have the opposite situation in every way. Not only do we have a sedentary lifestyle characterised by our sitting for 12 hours on average per day, we are consuming more and more all the time. Well, because food is easily accessible. It is, at least for the vast majority of people on this planet at this point in time. We are never in a position where we are going without food or calories for more than a couple of hours. So, as you can imagine, if you are not moving and simply consuming constantly, you will gain weight. And with that, all of the negative health effects to go with it, such as cardiac problems, obesity, type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, the list is endless. Intermittent fasting, however, takes advantage of our inherent ability to function perfectly well while burning our own fat stores. Now, obviously, it is prudent to check your health with a physician before trying this. That goes without saying. The 
easiest version of intermittent fasting is the one I have tried, and that's simply skipping your breakfast. Say your last meal of the day is at 7pm, that for me would normally be my dinner time, then you skip breakfast the following morning and you don't eat until, let's say, lunchtime. That means you would have gone without food for 17 hours. You are still consuming drinks like water and non-sugary beverages, mind you. Now, I'll be honest, the first time I tried this, I was very conscious. I had skipped my breakfast, or my stomach was at least, certainly judging by the sounds coming from my stomach. The body has its rhythms, and when it's used to having breakfast first thing in the morning, it expects breakfast first thing in the morning. So, for the first couple of times I tried this, I was very aware of my empty stomach and very hungry. But if you are loading up on fluids, it does make it an awful lot easier. And before long, I was able to fast from 7pm till lunchtime the following day, without too much discomfort. Now, it has to be stressed, you are not doing this every day. You may have heard of the 5-2 regime. I don't like to use the term diet because diet suggests a short-term fad. No, the 5-2 regime means you intermittently fast two days a week and eat normally for the other five days of the week. The idea is you keep your body guessing and on its toes by changing your calorie intake from day to day. Okay, so that sounds interesting, I hear you say, but why should I consider intermittent fasting in the first place? What's in it for me? Well, on days you are fasting, you are consuming far fewer calories than normal, say around about 500, compared to the usual 1,500 to 2,000. During these low-calorie days, we are burning our fat stores in order to produce energy to survive. So, one byproduct of intermittent fasting is a drop in body fat percentage. That gives rise to a leaner body. Now, we don't just want a leaner body for the sake of it, but for the health benefits that accompany it. Research published in the New England Journal of Medicine has shown intermittent fasting has many health benefits. Not only does it help with weight loss, but it reduces the level of tissue damage throughout the body. It results in increased levels of muscle mass and toning due to the increased levels of natural growth hormone production. It also boosts cognitive function and enhances memory and generally improves heart health. Now, if the thoughts of going 16 to 17 hours without food twice a week is just too much for you, then simply adopting good eating habits will itself be of some benefit cut back on processed or man-made sugars like high fructose corn syrup that you will find listed on the ingredients on the side of the pack. Another suggestion is to simply stop snacking between meals. Many people, including myself, just snack out of pure boredom. We're really not hungry at all, but these snacks take only minutes to consume, yet the associated calories will stay with us until they are burned off. When we don't consume snacks, we give our body the chance to burn the fuel we have just consumed. Another suggestion is to avoid eating at night time. 
Often we are drawn to high-carbohydrate foods in the evening when our energy levels slump. But consuming high-calorie foods just before bedtime is literally the worst thing we can do. Plus, we end up feeling sluggish the following morning. Now, as I said earlier, intermittent fasting is not something that you need to do every day of the week. It's something I do every so often just to keep my body guessing. Modern life has seen us consume far too many calories. If we can use intermittent fasting, along with other techniques such as moving around more and exercising more, we can help to combat the obesity epidemic that society is now suffering from while helping to reverse some of the negative impacts associated with weight gain. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. Mm -hmm.